Good Monday morning, everybody, and welcome to Not the News Channel. This is a devotional, and there's a big difference between a devotional and the news channel. Uh, this is the good news that even though the news is not good, God is good, and He's gonna, He loves us always, and He's gonna take this situation, He's gonna work it out for our good and for His glory. That's what I believe. I hope you believe the same thing. If you do, say amen. Uh, my name is Tim. I'm from New Hope Church in Texas. I want to welcome everybody who's with us in, in the comments or, or, on, or, or later, if you're, if you're on YouTube or if you're on Facebook, in the comments, just let us know where you're from. If you're not watching on either one of those devices or one of those platforms, I don't know how you're watching, but uh, make your way over to Facebook before the end of the day sometime today and let us know where you joined us from. I think that's important because uh, people like to know that they're not in this alone. And when they see you chime in and tell where you're watching from, it just makes all of us realize that uh, God is good and that there are good people in the world that are undergoing the same thing, but we're, we're together and we're gonna make it together. So <clears throat> encourage one another in the comments, uh, share prayer requests with one another, pray for each other. Uh, you guys are doing so good at that. And uh, I'm so glad to be stuck in isolation with you. I can't fathom uh, not being able to at least get together like this. So uh, thanks for your input. Uh, thanks for your prayers. I'm praying for you and I thank God for you every single day and I love you so much. Okay, so we've been going through the book of John <clears throat> and John has uh, 21 chapters. We're only in chapter 12. So it may not seem like we'd be getting close to the end, but in fact, we are getting close to Jesus's execution and then his resurrection. Uh, what is happening here is John kind of the, the writer here, uh, not John the Baptist, but uh, John the disciple, he kind of slows down the pace, but accelerates his writing and he spends more time talking about this part of Jesus's life or for obvious reasons. This is the part of Jesus's life where he won us our victory. Uh, yesterday in church, Pastor Colin talked to us about Lazarus, who was raised up from the dead. That was chapter 11. Today we're going to be in chapter 12. So let's just jump into this together and see what God has for us today. John chapter 12, <coughs> pardon me, beginning verse one. It says, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived. Um, uh, 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 real, real quick, this is a different Bethany than the one where John the Baptist hung out across the River Jordan. Uh, Bethany beyond the Jordan, where John the Baptist did a lot of his ministry, is about 20 miles from Jerusalem. Remember we said last week, or maybe, pardon me, yesterday or day before, uh, approximately 20 miles downhill. Um, this Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom he raised, whom Jesus raised from the dead, this Bethany is just on the other side of the Mount of Olives. So you got the, the Mount of Olives. <clears throat> Down at the bottom of the Mount of Olives, you got the Garden of Gethsemane. And then you got the, the valley right there between the Mount of Olives. And then right here is Jerusalem. And this right here is the uh, eastern 
uh, wall of the city of Jerusalem and the Temple Mount is right there. So you've seen pictures when you've seen Jerusalem, you've seen it from the Mount of Olives. And if you were gonna go from Bethany to Jerusalem, you would pass over the Mount of Olives and you'd see that same view. So <clears throat> uh, this Bethany is uh, real close to Jerusalem. I, I said all that to say this, this Bethany is real close to Jerusalem. So it was a real convenient place when Jesus was in Jerusalem, but didn't want to stay in Jerusalem. So he often, as uh, we learned yesterday in the sermon, he often hung out at Mary, Martha and Lazarus home. So let's start again and I will try to shut up this time. <clears throat> uh, John chapter 12, beginning verse one, six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here a dinner was given in Jesus's honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it on, the, on Jesus's feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the whole house was filled with a fragrance of perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, <coughs> who would later betray him, objected. <coughs> Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. So he is, he's looking at the cost of this. He thinks that doing something for Jesus is a waste of money. <clears throat> he says, uh, verse six, <clears throat> he did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief as a keeper of the money bag. So he was the treasurer of the disciples. As a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put in it. Verse seven, leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should shave this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. Uh, a little bit of controversial statement there. Always going to have poor people among us. Always gonna, and uh, it's just the truth. There's always gonna be poor people among us, but what he is about to do, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his sacrifice, Jesus says, that's what should get the priority. What should get the priority? Verse nine. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews found out that Jesus was there and came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well. They put out a hit on Lazarus. Verse 11, for on account of him, many of the Jews were going over to Jesus and believing in him. So the religious establishment is losing followers. And that just shows you how far they have fallen. Uh, maybe once upon a time, they were in this for the right reasons. Maybe, I don't know. But now when, when, when they thought that they were losing their power over these people, their answer was murder. That's pretty sad, isn't it? That they had fallen that far. And you know, you see somebody start off in some calling that God placed on their life and they start off for all the right reasons and doing good. And sometimes along the lines, it takes a turn for the worse. And they forget why they got into whatever it is that they were, God called them into in the first place. But a lot of people don't think about murder. They may lose their calling, but they don't think about murder. Verse 12, the next day, the great crowd that had come for the festival heard that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. So now he's walking from uh, Bethany over and down to Jerusalem. 
And by the way, the Passover is huge, huge. So when we say the crowd, we mean a crowd. Uh, John says here, a great crowd, a great crowd. Verse 13, they took palm branches and went out to him, meeting him, shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the King of Israel. Now this is Palm Sunday, which uh, on the calendar was actually yesterday. And this same crowd is yelling, who's yelling praises for him will be the crowd who turns on him by Friday, which we now call Good Friday. So today they're yelling, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. You know, here he is, the king, uh, blessed, blessed is the king of Israel. And by Friday, they're gonna be yelling, crucify him, crucify him. Uh, let's see here, they took, um, I lost my place. Uh, Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it. As it is written, do not be afraid, daughter Zion, see your king is coming, seated on a donkey's colt. At first, his disciples did not understand all this. Only after Jesus was glorified did they realize that these things had been written about him and that these things had been done to him. Now the crowd that was with him when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead continued, continued to spread the word. Many people, because they had heard that he had performed this sign, went out to meet him. So verse 19, so the Pharisees said to one another, see, this is getting us nowhere. Look at how this whole world has gone after him. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethesda uh, in Galilee with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus and Jesus didn't do anything about it. <laughs> Jesus replied, the hour has come for the son of man to be glorified. Very truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. You know what he's talking about here? He's talking about him giving his life and from his life that was given many more lives, eternal life. Uh, eternal life being produced for many, many more people. Uh, if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant will also be. My Father will honor the one who serves me. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it's for this very reason that I came to this hour. Remember, all through John, we've been seeing Jesus say, no, not yet, not yet. It's, my, it's not time for me to be glorified yet. It's not time for me to be revealed yet. It's not time to reveal the glory yet. And he slips away from the mob. He slips away from the crowd who wants to stone him. He slips away from the people who want to seize him because before this, his time had not yet come. Now it's different. Verse 27 again. My soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it's for this reason, this very reason that I came to this hour. And he says in verse 28, Father, Father, glorify 
your name. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd that was there heard it and said that it had thundered. Others said that an angel had spoken to him. Verse 30, Jesus said, which, which kind of makes me smile a little bit here. Verse 30, Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not for mine. <laughs> said, God, uh, the Father just said that out loud just so you guys could hear that because I can hear him all the time. Verse 31, now is the time for the judgment, for judgment on this world. Now the prince of the world will be driven out. And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd spoke up. We have heard from the law that the Messiah will remain forever. So how can you say that the son of man must be lifted up? See, they knew he was talking about crucifixion there. Who is this son of man? <clears throat> Jesus told them, you're going to have the light just a little longer. Walk while you have the light before the darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light so that you may become children of the light. When he had finished speaking, Jesus left and hid himself from them. Verse 37, even after Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still would not believe him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet. Lord, who has believed in our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And, 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 and Jesus, he fulfilled so many prophecies. We'll talk about this another day, but he was just like checking them off, checking them off, checking them off, checking them off. Verse 39, for this reason they cannot believe because as Isaiah says elsewhere, where he has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so they can neither see with their eyes, nor understand with their hearts, nor turn, and then I would heal them. Isaiah said this because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. Verse 42, yet at the same time, many, even the leaders, believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved human praise more than praise from God. Let me. Let's meditate on that for just a second. They loved human praise more than they loved praise from God. I want you to think about your own life. Do you, do you seek to please God more than you seek to please the people around you? Because I gotta tell you something, at the end of the day and at the end of your life, it doesn't matter what people say about you, it matters what God thinks about you, amen? Verse 44, then Jesus cried out, whoever believes in me does not believe in me only, but in the one who sent me. The one who looks at me is seeing the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. If anyone hears my words but does not keep them, I do not judge that person, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. Remember, and I keep telling you this, the world's condemned without him. He came into the world to save the world that is condemned, okay? He came to save, verse 48. <clears throat> there is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not accept my words. The very words I have spoken will condemn them on the last day. For I did not speak my own, but the Father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. Verse 50, I know that his command leads to eternal life. So whatever I say, 
is just what the Father has told me to say. Listen to me, I hope, man, I hope that you know Jesus more than than just uh, praising him and waving a palm branch, so to speak. I hope that you know the real Jesus, the Savior, God in the flesh, the only hope that we have. I hope that you put your faith in him. Uh, you can do it right now if you'd like to. Uh, no matter where you're watching from, it's pretty easy actually. Just ask him to be your Lord and Savior and he will move you from condemnation to life. He'll take your sins and remove your sins. You'll be a forgiven person. And uh, even though none of us are perfect, when God looks at us, he's not gonna see our sins anymore. He's only gonna see the righteousness of Jesus who came to offer his life for you. And if you need some help with that decision, man, we would love to help you. We would love to pray with you. Just uh, put it in the comment bar on YouTube or on Facebook and and uh, somebody will comment back or reach out to you somehow and just help you along with that decision. But listen, we want you to know Jesus. That's why that's why we have our church family, to know Christ and to make him know. We want you to know him. And if you don't know him, I'm just telling you today, it'll be the best thing that ever happened to you if you invite him into your heart and life. Now, yesterday, was the 31st anniversary of the first service of our church. And if you would have told me back then on that day that we'd be doing church on the internet right now, I would have said to you, what's the internet? <laughs> but I'm thankful that God has given us this resource in this strange period of history that we happen to be moving through right now. And I'm praying for you that even though we are socially distant right now that we can still get close because we're going to make it through this like I've been saying and the best way to make it through this is together the best my friends is yet to come it's yet to come and I can't wait till the day when we can celebrate together in each other's presence until then let me pray for you Lord I, I pray God that you would pick up the pieces of our brokenness today. I pray, God, that you would start from scratch and, and make something new in us. I pray that you would help us to see you in every situation and that we would use the opportunity in which we now find ourselves to get close to you. Even though at times we're frustrated, even though we're unsure, even though we're in need, some folks are in need right now, pray that we would take whatever we have and we would give it to you and you would return it to us as new and as blessed, God. Pray that you would heal the sick, protect the healthy. For those who are in financial need, God, make up the difference. Guide and guard the, the doctors and the nurses. Give wisdom to the researchers, wisdom to our leaders who are making tough decisions and watch over our church family, God. Please take care of my, take care of my church family, God. And I pray this in your son's powerful name and all the people said, amen. God bless you guys. I love you so much. And I will see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. God bless.